that she bear children is not a woman's significance, but that she bear herself, that is her supreme and risky fate. D.H. Lawrence This week on Point Black, we've decided to be strategic and the biological clock battery dead. I didn't want it to be a decision that my body made for me. I wanted it to be a decision that I made. So I started mm-hmm. telling myself I don't want kids. I don't find myself yearning for children as a part of my life. Welcome to Point Black. to another episode of a point back at the podcast thank you so much for tuning in joining us for another week the seasons are finally changing and it is freezing i don't know about where you are but i am freezing with me as usual though is my co-host keeping me warm camelia how are you <laughs> I, said, I am fine i'm cold too like, you are cold too. <laughs> yeah, I find outside to be warmer than inside the house for some reason. Yeah. Because yeah. I was inside this morning and like I had to be up underneath the heat. And then I went outside wearing shorts and I felt quite warm. Yeah. I'm struggling because I literally have to like find spots where the sun is coming in through my window mm-hmm. and sit in those spots because they haven't turned the heat on in the building yet. So I have like no other way to get heat <laughs> but guess, from sitting in the sun. I guess I'm probably just waiting because I can't easily go downstairs to turn on the heat, but I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) It's of laziness. (laughs) I have not. In times like these, you need a good blanket, but a life blanket is always better. So I heard. Absolutely. (laughs) So you're not speaking from experience, but based on conversations, I heard life blankets are where it's at. (laughs) I heard. I want to try one at one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. But this week, though, we are turning our attention to a kind of a touchy topic. And it's touchy for a few reasons, which we'll discuss as time um, progresses. But we are going to be talking about not being able to have children or deciding not to have children mm-hmm. or not being in a position to have children and what our next moves are. So we've entitled this week's episode, No Children, Now What? The biological clock is ticking. So we're going to be delving into a few things. Hopefully it will be an informative discussion mm-hmm. for those of you who probably find yourself in a similar situation to either Kamurai. And hopefully after you've listened, you'll leave refreshed, probably with a new perspective on life, a new take on life, mm-hmm. and a little bit, you know, less alone in whatever yeah. it is that you're going through. Absolutely. All right. So to kick us off for this week... Um, let's talk about where we are. So like our personal stories. I am in a position where I am ready to have kids. But if you listened a couple episodes before, you know, I'm not in a position to do that. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, you need a man. Well, Mm -hmm. I need a man to have another child. We don't have that yet. So the dogs are not lining up in a row. But I'm at that point. So I have two nephews. Well, I've mothered all of my nephews, but I have two of them living with me now. And it's just such joy, Mm -hmm. like, you know, to help to guide them and to care for them and to teach them all these different things. And then sometimes I'm like, I want that for myself. 
For me, it's a little bit different. For me, kids are a nice to have, but not a must have. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself yearning for children as a part of my life. And I have nieces and I've grown up with my nieces mm-hmm. and I've I wouldn't say experienced what it's like to mother a child because it's completely different from an aunt's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I've grown up with younger children growing with me, helping or assisting in that motherhood journey. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that I yearn for. It's not something like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, have a baby for myself or I get to do this or do that. I don't have those feelings. And I don't know if, like my mother, (laughs) she always says, oh, don't worry, man. It's because it's not your child. Once it's your child, then, you know, all those nurturing, you know, like motherhood automatically kicks in. All those feelings automatically kicks in once it's your child. Not necessarily, though. Huh? Not necessarily. Because I find, I was having a conversation with my sister the other day, and I was saying to her, I find that there are some people who, like some women, who just don't they're just not motherly mm-hmm. some of them mm-hmm. end up having kids sometimes they fall into the role but some of them just don't like they they never the to adapt to it and it's and like i'm like it's no fault of theirs and i'm not going to see like a mother like that or somebody like that and judge them to say how could you because mm-hmm. a couple of years ago i found out i have pcos which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and mm-hmm. so it means like I don't have a regular period, and if I need want to have a child, it's going to be like super difficult. And I remember convincing myself that I don't want children because for me, I didn't want it to be a decision that my body made for me. I wanted it to be a decision that I made. So I started mm-hmm. telling myself I don't want kids, and I remember like being criticized a whole lot for it because people were like, "Suppose your mother did decide not to have any children, I'm like I would miss anything. I would not be here." And they're like, no, right. but, you know, I'm like, they're like, no, God put you here and you're, I'm like, no, I just don't. But it was just me convincing myself to comfort myself. But now at the place where I'm like, if it means I'm going to have to spend a million dollars that I don't have to get it, I will. Cause I mm-hmm. want it. You really want it. But let's go back to that though. Like the fact that persons pretty much like questioned your existence because you're not able or you've, you made the decision not to have a child. The fact that as women, our identity is so closely tied to motherhood. So the fact that you can't or the fact that you've decided not to, it's like, how dare you? Yeah. Like you don't get to make those decisions for mm. yourself. And I just find like, I think it comes from a place of ignorance because what that does for, let's say I chose not to. They, as you mentioned, there are people who can't. And mm-hmm. when you do that, it's like they're of no use to society unless they're able to do that. And I thought that I can't do that. I start questioning myself or people start mm-hmm. questioning themselves. And you don't want to do that. You want to create a space and a place where people are comfortable, whether they decide to or they're unable to. Mm-hmm. And going back to what you had said earlier, like there has to be, well, I know that for me and for you based on your explanation, should I decide to have children? There has to be a few things that are actually aligned before mm-hmm. I decide that, okay, this is what I want to do. And for a lot of persons, some of those check boxes never get checked, mm-hmm. right? Having a child is not something that you can decide, I'm going to be a mother today, but I'm not going to be a mother tomorrow. 
it's a commitment, it's a, a lifelong commitment. You're responsible mm-hmm. for another human being, right? Mm-hmm. So things like making sure that it's the right time, right? So we'll talk about this later on too in terms of like juggling, say a career, mm-hmm. being a partner, mother, right? Is it the right time? And waiting on the right time and doing pursuing other things, how does it minimize the period of time you actually have left to have kids? So say, for example, if you're somebody who's more career oriented and you've decided that, okay, I'm going to focus here. I know there's only like two, three, four years of fertility left, right? Right. Like it's ticking. I have to do it within these three years. The window is closing. I have no time. So there's that. And then there's also finding the right person that you want to have father or mother, a child. Like I'm not just going to like choose Tom, Dick or Harry to impregnate me just because I want to have a child. As you said that, I remember seeing a quote on Instagram and it was basically saying, some of y'all out here um, stressing yourselves over man who would have given you ugly babies anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. And so like things have to line up. Like before I... Before I came to this, you know, I want kids or I started getting the yearning for wanting kids. I remember telling people that one of the reasons I didn't want kids was that I was not at the place where I selfless enough to Mm. have because mm-hmm. having kids mean that if you are hungry and you have a slice of bread, you're going to have mm-hmm. to decide to give the child. And in my head, I was like, I'm not ready for that to be hungry. <laughs> so really, and I'm like, if I want two pair of shoes, I don't see why I need to be sacrificing. And because people want to die up and all of So I was not at that selfless place yet. And so it, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's not just external factors that need to line up. Like internally, like you have to be mentally physically and financially prepared too especially financially yeah because mm-hmm. i'm not going to bring a child into this world and the picnic want a pair of jordans and never tell them say oh no see a pair of, um ike here we come Sketchers. from i'm like from, come from china i'm like no so a lot of things have to line up absolutely and one of the things that stood out for me as well in terms of like deciding whether or not to have kids you also have to choose if you're a person who wants children that you'd actually see qualities in this person that you'd want your child to have Mm -hmm. or you see qualities in this person that they can groom your child to be similar right because Mm -hmm. we spoke about this last week when carl was on that inadvertently whether we want to or not we leave an impression on our children, right? We indoctrinate our children in how we are, what we believe, how we approach life. One of the things too is that sometimes all those things might align so we might find the perfect partner. We might be financially stable and we're able to provide for children and we're like, yes, now is the time. We might have advanced to the level in our career and we're ready for motherhood right? We might have grown to be this selfless person that is required for motherhood. And then you realize that either your partner or yourself suffer from infertility. And then what happens then when you have checked all the boxes, Mm. when you've done everything in your power to create a space that's conducive to, you know, raising children only to find out that you can't. I can only imagine how stressful that can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think like infertility creeps up on you, especially for females. Like your, your body will, t- like I knew from, I was like 
13 when I had my first period. I never had one until I was 16 again. So Mm -hmm. I knew something was wrong. And so I started seeking help. So I feel like your body would tell you. I feel like you see the same way that they advise you to do um, HIV testing or something before you have sex with somebody. I feel like some of those things are tests that once you're getting serious, you need to check. Because Mm -hmm. for me now, imagine. So I know what my situation is. So I want the best partner to pair with to give me the highest chances. And after I hear waiting for so long, you will come tell me, say, you can't impregnate me? How, how do I, I, I don't know how to process that. I, I understand that as well, but then that comes down to a choice between finding the best partner to be impregnated by versus finding a suitable partner to love and create a happy life with. Like, now it sounds like you're weighing two different things because the best person to impregnate you might not be the person you love and somebody who cherishes and respects you. And, like, what if those don't align? You're going to say, oh, um, well, here's what. I love you, you love me, but... Why why, why bad luck have followed me? So then, (laughs) why me? First of all, me have a situation. And then you're going to tell me that the person I love won't be able to... I'm sorry, I forgot. Like... No, sir. There are so many factors at play. That's true. But even recently, we saw Chrissy, Tegan, Tigan, however she pronounces her name. Mm -hmm. She lost a baby. Mm. Yeah, so she was pregnant and the baby was, I think she was midway through her pregnancy. And for some reason, she lost the baby. Before this, she was struggling to have babies. Like she couldn't have babies. And it was mm-hmm. a whole long process for her. There are people who get pregnant and then they have miscarriages and all that. So it's like, it's, it's not just getting pregnant, but it's staying pregnant staying and pregnant. having those actual kids. And I find like a lot of times, because even on Chris's thing, people can be so judgmental. But you're right though. People can be very insensitive and they're especially insensitive not knowing the whole truth mm-hmm. and i think sometimes persons are very quick to judge when they see persons who don't have kids persons who have decided to adopt a persons who have probably struggled with infertility something happened like in the case of chrissy here mm-hmm. and there's just a whirlwind of insensitivity aimed at the woman who is probably giving her best, trying her best, doing her best, but persons are not seeing that side of the story, right? Exactly. And then what happens too, because our identity as women is so tied to motherhood, mm-hmm. you could be fighting your best fights in the dark, trying to have children, right? Mm-hmm. And then persons see you in public, why you don't have kids? What you're waiting on? You don't see you growing old? You see- that you're giving your best and they don't even know half the struggle. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm always saying we have to be more sensitive towards people. Like, I don't owe you anything to tell you my business. Mm-hmm. And so if it is that you see me and you feel like, it's the, whole, the same thing about the whole singleness. Like, you're single for a while and people start questioning you and, and putting all these different labels on you and coming up with all these different ideas. I'm like, I don't have to explain my business to you, so you have no right to come into my space and be questioning me. And so, like, even with Chris's thing, she tweeted something to the effect that it was hard to believe that she was leaving the hospital without a baby. And some people were coming on it and saying, oh, but you have time to be tweeting. Some things are supposed to be done in private. But you know what I noticed? A lot of it came from men. 
Women mm-hmm. can be super insensitive, but a lot of these comments were coming from men because I was going through them. And I'm saying to myself, as a man, you have no right, absolutely no right to speak on that kind of issue. At no point in your life can you ever get pregnant. And so you are not able to relate to what it is to get pregnant and lose a baby or not being able to get pregnant at all. If that's how I process, by tweeting, by putting it out there, by expressing how I'm feeling and sharing it with my community, who are you to say that I can't do that? Exactly. People grieve differently. Exactly. And a lot of times I find like women, it's getting better now, but we tend to go through issues by ourselves Mm because we sometimes think it's just us. So Mm -hmm. her putting that out there, you know how many women got strengthened through it? Women who are struggling with having kids, women who have miscarriages after miscarriages, women who just know, like, I won't be able to. And it says, I am not alone. And so we have to be more sensitive about how we treat issues of women and their kids or their inability to have kids. And I think that it's also important, not just, like, even though we are the persons who are going through the process, we are the persons who most closely experience that loss, Mm -hmm. we also have to be mindful that it is a partnership. And the partner, whether it's a woman, a man, whomever it is, was also looking forward to that, right? To the Mm -hmm. birth of a child, to raising a kid with somebody. And they're also experiencing some kind of loss. It might not be at the same height in terms of pain because Mm -hmm. it's not, their body personally but they're also experiencing a loss and we have to be mindful mindful of that as well because I think our tendency is to focus all our attention on the individual who had the miscarriage if it's a miscarriage or Mm -hmm. the person who is infertile so if it's the woman who has an issue we tend to shift our focus there Mm -hmm. and not consider the other party and the fact that it's also robbing them of a future that they wanted as well. Absolutely. And what that means for the relationship, the marriage, like how they go forward from that, right? Because I remember I had a friend, a guy, and his girlfriend, she lost the first child that they got pregnant with. And mm-hmm. he took it harder than she did. Maybe this is how she processes things. But in no time, she was up and moving. And he was depressed mm-hmm. for months Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the time, we te- as you said, we tend to put our attention there when he actually was over here needing some kind of support and some kind of help. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't getting it. Going back as we talked about our biological clocks and talking about having a few good years. I know you don't desire, you don't feel the desire so much to have kids, but have you ever thought that, hmm, what if I actually want kids and my time is running out? Has that thought ever crossed your mind? It crosses my mind. You know, surprisingly, it probably crosses the minds of persons that I've considered dating more than it's crossed my mind. Wow. I, yeah. <laughs> I find that in the process of getting to know men, mm-hmm. to like decide whether or not you know I want to engage in a relationship with them, Because I am an older female, it is usually a question that comes up for them. They're concerned that you're 33, your biological clock is Mm -hmm. ticking. 
you're going to want to have a child soon. I'm not looking to have a child right now. So it's almost like they are concerned for me (laughs) that, you know, the window is closing and I'm not looking to get married, you know, at the end of the year and have a child next year. So, you know, I don't know if this is something you want to do or not do, right? Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I have thought about it. When I see baby pictures and I get baby fever, that's the only time. (laughs) So like if I'm scrolling through Instagram and I come across like really cute baby pictures, and you know, once you click in your stories for one baby picture, after that is just all baby pictures. A flood of babies, yeah? A flood of babies. So I have thought about it then to like say, you know, at this point, I don't even have a partner, much less to get married, much less to have children. And I am 33 and truth is comes more challenging, even though you can go up to 45, right? Mm-hmm. But do you want to be 45 years old with a 14 year old teenager, right? No. You have to think about that. No. Gonna, when they're 15, you're going to be 60. Can you really handle, can you, <laughs> can exactly. you handle a teenager at 60 years old? I keep telling, I keep telling people like, I don't feel like, and I hope I'm not, it doesn't sound like I'm discriminating, but I don't feel like old people are supposed to have kids. And I say that because unless you're super fit, like you need to be able to play with them kids. You need to be able to, to flex with your kids. I know somebody who her mom had her when she was older and she, because her mom was older, she never allowed her to come to school to pick up any report. She wants to be picked up by the old lady. Look here. She used to write her own letters, her own notes, and sign them and so they're from her mother and ask a friend, I think it was of hers, to come pick them up. I don't want that. I mean, when I get to 60, I'm going to look like a hot girl, same way. But still, I want to be able to keep up with my kids. And so, like, the thought has crossed my mind so many times to the point where God forgive me. But I said, because I'm Christian and I believe that I need to get married before I have. I've, I've thought about it to the point where, like, you know what? Maybe I could just have a kid and then get rebaptized. I've thought about it that <laughs> much. I swear. Because I'm like, 35 is knocking on my door. Yeah. And says, if your chances are 10, mine are like two, right? Yeah. And I'm running yeah. out of time. I'm like, God forgives. I know it's probably presumptuous sin, but I've thought about it in that light. Truth. Because for me, too. Like, I've considered, like, okay, if it is that this is something that's not a possibility for me, mm-hmm. then I'm okay. Because it's not so near and dear to my heart, I'm okay with pursuing other methods of um, mothering a child. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely so- some part of me that wonders what it would be like to have a child of my own. Mm-hmm my features carved out in somebody else right? I know, right? <laughs> to see my mannerisms how I am you know they have that in a certain way mm-hmm. they, while they're growing you see you know those little things present you themselves. pick them up and say oh you know yeah yeah so I do wonder about that and I do wonder too in terms of So I know that this is definitely not the reason to have children, but it has been attributed (laughs) to it. Um, But I always wonder how much more purpose and value my life would take on 
mm-hmm. if I have a child. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like right now I'm living for me. And it's kind of like, you know, whatever. Anywhere, go with the flow, do what I want. And you know, like whatever yeah. happens, happens. But once you have a child, there is a greater level of responsibility. There is a greater level of, okay, this has to be a success. This needs to align. This needs to pan out this way because there is somebody else that I'm responsible for. But then I also think that, Tashika, that's no reason to have a child. It that's is absolutely no reason. But it's not the worst reason I've heard of. Because guess what? <laughs> it's going to make you better and in turn make the child better. So nobody's at harm. Unless it is that you start you're like, you know what? The candidate is. <laughs> you just like get up and walk away. Exactly. No. You can't do that. Especially as a mother. I don't know how mothers leave their kids, but until you walk in somebody's shoes, you don't know. So I'm not yeah. one to judge. Yeah. But in terms of like other methods, I've thought about it. Like I could adopt. But then my thing is always been wanting the 12 foot and the big nose. And if you had a thought of something growing inside of me, that's, that creeps me out. But at the same time, I want to experience it. Right. I want to. So even if I get one and the Lord's, you know what? That's it. I will fill the basket with other mm-hmm. kids who are already here who need love. But I want at least one for myself. And then, probably selfish, but I'm thinking, I think I'm awesome, right? One of the best things I walk around Pantufu. Good? I'm like, yeah. I am not going to live forever. This world is so blessed to have me. I feel like I should bless it with a little bit of me in, a, in the form of a child. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I some of really you want to be here. Right? So that's one of my reasons mm-hmm. too. Maybe selfish, but yeah. But then the flip side of that too is that a lot of persons actually decide not to have children because this world is such a cruel place. And do you really want to bring another soul, another being to experience the hardships, the, you know, the discrimination as a black person, all these negative things that are happening in the world? Do you really want to subject another human to that? And persons are like, no, like, why would I bring somebody into this atrocity of a world? That's a thought. I remember thinking one time, like every time issues of racism come up, and I kept thinking, I don't want a boy because mm. I have a child. If in Poopa, even white, mm. or from the hills of the Caucasus, mm-hmm. he is going to be black. Mm. And I'm like, I do not want to bring a son into this world to face whatever it is that's happening here. But then I'm like, you know what? If I get boy or girl, I'll take whatever I get. I want boy and girl. And I'm like, mm. I'm going to try to prepare it as best as possible for the world. Mm. And... It's what it is. Isn't it funny how once upon a time we used to subscribe to the idea that, or even now at present, we subscribe to the idea that you don't want a boy because they experience so much more pain and hardship where like the system is concerned. But now, whether you have a boy or a girl, it's the same. Pretty much the same thing. But I feel like, you know, that really... Put a donor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the, thing. the situation. It's the reality of the situation. And you have to really think through these things when you're deciding to, to have a child. Like these are conversations, these are reflections that you have to have before you decide that it's something that you want to do. Especially as a black woman, I feel like childbearing for us, it has to be more strategic than just 
oh, I forgot to put on a condom or I forgot to take the pill or something like that. It has to be more strategic because of some of the same issues that you spoke about. So you have to take all these different factors into play. Remember, life already is hard for you. Are you equipped enough to ensure that this child is cared for, is loved, is prepared for the world that is out there? So while your biological clock is ticking and talking and ticking and talking, I'm talking to myself too. I can't get carried away by that. Because I can't feed a child now. I can't hardly feed me, right? Exactly. <laughs> I can't exactly. feed a child now. So as much as I want a child, and yes, I'd have to double down and do all these different things. Am I in a position? I can nurture it. That I know. I can love it. I can teach it all these ones. But you need to eat. It requires more. You need diaper. You need school fee. I can't mm-hmm. afford that now. So while the clock is ticking, ticking, talking in the back of your head, be strategic about it so let's talk about strategy yes <laughs> so we've decided to be strategic you know we've ensured that the right partner is there we finally met somebody who you know we've gotten married to because we decided that having children out of wedlock was just not for us mm-hmm. so we decided to get married great person you know, we're at the heights of our career. You know, we just got a promotion. Things are dandy. You're like, yes, you know, your finances are at 110%. No, you can afford everything. Take luxury vacations. You're like, yes. you know what? A little me would not be a bad idea at this point. And the biological clock battery dead. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, you waited too long. And it's just not an option for you anymore. And the battery has died, okay? You've looked into alternatives. You know, probably adopting is probably too expensive for you. It's not something you can afford. Mm-hmm. Probably you've been matched and they've pulled the matches and you can no longer get a child that you've prepared for. Like, what happens when the reality of living child-free or childless is your reality how do you live a fulfilling life i think you, you you then focus your attention on other things because remember needs change or you can will them to change so you find other things that are of interest to you and hopefully those things will fill the gap but do you think it ever goes away though i don't know adopt if adoption is not an option you have kids who are not cared for who just need some love Mm-hmm. So you can probably find one of those and you won't get the swell foot and the big nose. But when you decide to love, for me, like when I look at my nephews, I would give my life for them without question. And so you don't have to give birth to them to feel that kind of love and attachment to them. So that's always an option. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, you can mother other children without being an actual mother yourself. Mm-hmm. It, probably not, doesn't provide you with the same level of whatever, yeah, that you would have had if they were your own. Or fostering. Fostering is also an option. Yeah. But with fostering too, you also have to like take of your attachment because they're not yours to stay. Yeah. Eventually, they will get passed back to their parents. And once you've developed that attachment, it's heartbreaking every time. I know. And then in terms of fulfillment, for me, even though I want to leave some of my awesomeness in that child, I think the greatest thing would be for me as a mother is to see that my child or my children grow up to be good human beings. You're successful in your career. 
whatever it is that you choose and you are happy and you're healthy and all that. So I feel like if those are like your general fulfillment in wanting to mother, you can't get that from anywhere. But say all those options have been taken away or they've proven futile. How can you live a fulfilling life outside of that bubble? The bubble of motherhood. Yeah. Find things that you enjoy doing. What are your hobbies? Dolly Parton, Ruth Ann shared it with me and she says, find what you're good at and do it on purpose. So find something else. You know, you are like an agnostic when it comes on to having children. You're just in the middle there. You don't feel a desire, but you're open to it. There are people who don't want any. And so for those people, I'm not going to say, oh, try this. No, go on and live your life. Find other things that you care about. There are other causes. There are causes. I'm calling the children a cause. But there are causes that you can put yourself into and contribute to society in a meaningful way outside of having kids. And I think that um, it's also important to know that Having children is very time-consuming. Your time is no longer your own. Your life literally revolves around them, and you have to structure it as such. If you're parenting right. If you're parenting right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you can't have it all, because you can. That You can be that successful, career-driven partner and mother. But it takes a lot of organizing. It takes a lot of planning because these are all things that require your time Mm -hmm. and something gets sacrificed along the way, right? But if it is that, you know, you've tried all these options and you can't have children, it means you also have time on your hands. So then you can fill this time with things that you've always wanted to do. Absolutely. And I don't want people to feel like we think it's just, oh, this doesn't work. So that I know it's hard. Like, it's hard work. It's a process. Like, you have to mentally get there. So mm-hmm. I'll say if it is that that's something that you wanted and you realize it's not happening, take the time you need to the, the process it until you get to the point where you have made a decision for yourself. Because it's until you walk a man in a man's shoes you don't know. So even though my situation it complicates my ability and my chances of having kids. I've never tried having a child, right? So I don't know directly what the process is like or what goes on in your mind. But take the time mm-hmm. and come to the conclusion, whatever conclusion that is, and then go from there. And with that said, <laughs> <laughs> I take pleasure in doing this every week now because I know you. <laughs> your thing like I can't say it it has to be you it's your thing (laughs) and with that said we've come to the end of another episode of Point Black the podcast thank you guys for tuning in I trust that you continue tuning and as Wayne Marshall said share share it out like food you know a friend to tell a friend about Point Black and as usual we appreciate you stopping by come back again next week until then bye bye